Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, where we challenge conventional thinking. Join us as we explore real life, real people, real stories, and how pushing back can make all the difference. So, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm nervous since the Howard Files <laughs> podcast. I'm nervous to kick off the podcast because I, do you know I called the... The Johnson Files, the Howard Files? The Howard Files, yeah. That is a serious faux pax. It was like, I, ca- I called them Nicole and Sean and Nicole Howard. Right after you said Johnson Files. I was like, so. from the Johnson Files. It was Files. like, here are the Johnson Files, <laughs> Nicole and Sean Howard. And Sean's like, Sean goes, yeah, we're the Howards from the Johnson Files. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. Every time. <sighs> so is it Bridgette? Is that Bridget, how you say your yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we, we have the folks from, so Jason and Bridgette. What is the last name? Sh- Shammy. Okay. Yeah. I just see the spellings are a little different. I just don't want to mess up. I'm nervous. <laughs> from Mata Shopping, right? Instagram account, uh, Mata Shopping. Um, they don't have any triple XL clothes, but I've decided that they can still come on. <laughs> so <laughs> we're working I'd, on that. Stay I'd tuned. St- <laughs> I'd still like to see you squeeze into one. I think. Hey, I'll do it. I, no, I, think I have you no would. shame. This will be one time. Maybe this podcast goes to video. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you we want, do have video technically. You want There's, some, da- you want some, some downloads? We got the iPhone over there. Yeah. Oh, yo, this is all right. But, but yeah, I mean, you've got some photography in your background from what I understand. I've been I've been insta stocked. I know I've been insta stocked in the last uh, twenty uh, minutes. You fire away. I'm yeah, ready to hey, go. Hey, uh, there's one story that I cannot wait to talk about, mm. but we'll we'll save it. Let's we'll jump. let Andrew jump into some of the prepared stuff that we have because he's the stuff. studious one. Yeah, but no. So we have the husband and wife team of Modest Shopping. Do you call it s- sexy Modest Shopping? I'm just going off the Instagram because we want to plug plug plug. Okay, right? okay. I haven't but, been stocked that well. All right, we're. We're sexymodest.com. That's what sexymodest.com. And on okay. Insta, our Insta handle is at modest shopping because okay. Instagram thought we're not going to allow the word sexy. This is not going to be. Wait, 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 is that real? This is for real. It used to, we used to be sexy modest on Instagram and all of a sudden no one could find us. They're like, wow, well, we can't find you. <sighs> this was it, years ago though when we started it. Cause now, you know, you can find anything on there, but people would search it. And it wouldn't populate. It wouldn't come up. They really, really blocked sexy on Instagram as a name. I had sexy meat when I first started the restaurant, but I thought it was because of the meat reference that they, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he had sexy meat, but you know what? That all just goes downhill after a little while. It, does. it just becomes When meat. you have your own soda machines at your work. Oh yeah. It forget it. Down, That's just kryptonite. Downhill. So yeah, this is going to be an exciting episode. Awesome entrepreneurs, local, fun people, right? You're fun. I, I think we're pre- you're fun. Yeah, we're Hi. pretty fun. I think we're pretty fun. Brigitte, do you think you're fun? Super fun. Okay, good. It was just, you're kind of looking at me like. Eh. I'm just in his shadow, so Whatever. nobody ever knows how funny I am. No. Listen. <laughs> that can't be true. We're, we work on it all the time. All the time. We like having couples in here. We've had it a couple of times, right? We've had, we had it with Susie and Todd Bullock. Yep. Did we have anybody else with a husband here? No, but we're going to bring a lot back because we, they we kept do. saying, like, you need to have my spouse in. Right. We need to have some husband round. So when you asked, like, can you come? I was like, yes, please. We've had some in. very successful women in here that have just been powerhouses, right? And so with Todd Bullock in here, I don't know if you know who Hey Grill Hey is, Susie Bullock. So she's a, she's a good buddy of mine, and um, her husband's, like, her biggest fan. It's the coolest thing. But there's a lot behind, you know full-time powerhouse women it's like we want to talk to these husbands because there's some fun stories there and so it, you know same with uh rena yeah i mean they both work full-time but 
there were some great stories there with with their husband in the background. So yeah, we're gonna have a husband's roundtable. So thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, thanks have, for having us. We have us. lots to ask. Yeah, you we're about. thrilled to be here. This is your first podcast, from what I understand. It's my first podcast, so be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> is it yours too, Brigitte? Yes, it is. Really? Yep. I just have a hard time thinking. 110,000 followers on Instagram, and nobody's asked you to be on their podcast, especially with as funny as and fun as some of your guys' stuff is. Like, awesome clothes. You guys are in Costco. We're in Costco, right? Like, yeah. my wife was stoked to hear that we were talking to you guys today. Oh, I'm not cool. very modest, so I hadn't really heard of you much before last week. <laughs> what, you, Andrew? Are you waiting for a laugh? Yeah. I know you were going <laughs> to giggle at that. Brent was laughing. But... Yeah, my my wife was really excited about it, and I started looking into it, and you guys have done some amazing things. It's been fun. It's been quite the journey. That's really cool. Journey. How, how did it all word. start? Out after Instagram said no, and you couldn't have your name, <laughs> then what happened? Like, 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 where did it all come from? We've actually had a lot of no's. Um, so I moved here, and there, in my opinion, I was like, there's nothing to where where'd you move here from iowa midwest is that where you're from yeah yeah uh, okay wow when did you come I don't here? hear that answer very often where are you from iowa usually here in, in utah you're like i moved here from idaho or california, uh, california or yeah. arizona but iowa what yep, part of iowa Midwest. so central about an hour east of des moines wow so cold there what brought you to utah this guy. This oh, guy. Talk to me her man. This guy. Oh, her man. See, now you know his sales skills. <laughs> See? Brother can close. Brother can I close. thought it That's was right. your looks, but I mean, uh, whatever. Well, then you need to get glasses or <laughs> we need to clean those contact lenses because that is not what uh, happened. So how old were you at this time then? Um, 21. How did you guys meet? We met in Iowa. What were you doing in Iowa? <laughs> Um, oh, we're gonna get into this. Yeah, looking for her. <laughs> See, this they, is a whole nother podcast. And there was no way. There's no way he researched this. This is definitely. I was doing a sales seminar. I was speaking out there, and she came and sat in the front row and was like, "This guy's so full of it." And what was the sales seminar for? Uh, it was for modeling packages, models, photography classes, getting your pictures done, headshots, resume, putting that all together. So we just learned a whole lot about Jason and how brilliant he is. <laughs> what job can I create to surround myself with models? And uh, it didn't take very long. Nope, nope, no problem. No, she came in and was like, I don't know about this. Uh, ended up liking the package, came back, made good friends with the crew, and stayed all day. Like, you come back the next day if you like what's going on. She brought two suitcases full of clothing. I told her to bring four outfits. She's like, how about my entire closet? And I'm like, oh, this girl, this girl. Little Miss shoots a lot. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. And See? so she starts shooting with the photographer. They do a bunch of pictures. Well, at the end of the day, I'm supposed to look through the pictures with you, decide which ones are the best. We're supposed to pick four and call it. Well, she's there four hours later than she's supposed to be. I'm like, you know what? Forget this. Uh, you guys can finish up. You can look at her pictures. I'm out of here. She's like, um... No, he was hangry. He was so, like grumpy so, and I'm done at five o'clock. It's right. like it's like seven or eight and I'm like, I'm done. She goes, What's your problem? She's just like it's so flat here. And I go, I'm so I'm 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 just hungry. And then she said Well, can I buy you a pizza? She freaking <laughs> buys me dinner. And I'm like, Yes, and I'm a jerk. We end up staying up all night. We talked about all the things. 
And this is where the magic happens. I'm supposed to get on a plane at 6 a.m. We're, we're, we're like, we've been talking all freaking night. And I have college class the next morning because I'm in college. <laughs> yeah, she has college to pretend to go to. Three right. other jobs that she's like, <laughs> she's got three jobs she's doing. I mean, she's working at a newspaper. This is fantastic. She's at a newspaper courier. This is how I even met her. She got the news, newspaper courier across the street. One of her friends heard the ad on the radio and said, you should go over and look at that modeling thing. My she, boss said, on your break, you should go across the street and go listen to that seminar. Dun, dun, were, were you trying to be a model? with you right there, wasn't he? I just so had done stuff like thing. that before. Okay. And so they were like, she's the one that heard it. I didn't even know anything about it. And she's like, on your break, you should go across the street and just check it out. But so let I'm me like, tell you okay. how long ago this was. She works at a newspaper career. She would take phone calls. And what, what were these <laughs> phone calls about? Most people upset about where their newspaper got thrown. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a circulation this department. Is, these are the things. This is what, I mean, she is out making old people's lives better. It's <laughs> true. In Iowa. So it's all like day people are just calling mad because their paper wasn't exactly where they wanted it to show up. You yeah, hit my well, dog. I, oh, he's hit right. My like dog. I had three oh, jobs. Happened. And so that one started at like 430 in the morning. So I could go get a bunch of hours in before class. And so people would call in first thing in the morning. Like the newspaper wasn't on the back porch by the frog. That's where I like, like them to drop it. It's 10 below, ma'am. The, the, yeah. the 16-year-old had to get to school. Oh, totally. You know what? You can come down here, and I'm just going to hit you on the face with this newspaper <laughs> if you ever call me about it not being on the frog in the back deck. Again. So that's when I met him. I walked across the street on my break, and he was speaking. And I feel like a lot of successful entrepreneurs that we've met have been involved with the newspaper somehow, whether it's delivery, folding. See, that's where it started. Right? The newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was service. That was a fateful day that her boss said, you should go over there. Uh, yeah. She walked so across the street and that was that. You were, Jason, you were based in Utah? Based out of Utah. Yep. And so you? what made you think of putting ads in the paper in Iowa? This wasn't my company. I was working for a oh, different company. Okay. Okay. And so I'm on the circuit. I'm doing all the B cities. Right. I get called to the Midwest. <laughs> all the B cities. Yeah, that's right. That's how, that's how good I was. Like right smack in the middle of mediocre. That's right. how good it was. <laughs> so they're like, oh, we should put you in the B cities. How would you like to go to Broken Branch, Iowa? Yeah, that sounds good. So wait, is that really the city? No, Broken no. I was like, wait, no. is that really what it's called? I was like, is that really a B city? <laughs> no, no, that is probably an F city. Right, right. As in E-F-F <laughs> city. So what happened? We have different feelings about Iowa because I'm like, there's no better place. I right. love it. That's not true. Midwest I've got some very, very no, no, good no. friends from Iowa. We feel the exact same about Iowa in every season but winter. Right. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> no, and it, if he only has to stay a couple days. <laughs> three days too long. No, we feel the same long. about that. No, I mean, <laughs> no, Iowa's a beautiful place in the spring, in the summer, and in the fall. But it will freeze your personality. <laughs> In the middle of the winter, <laughs> forget your bones, forget Iowa your heart. Is there is, is no colder man. place. It, but yeah. the people there have either of you been to the Midwest? I have. Have driven through the Midwest. It is like <laughs> just breath of fresh air for me. I've, I think the people are fantastic, and there's just nowhere like it. Oh I, no! It's, I've never met somebody from Iowa that I didn't like. Even that dude that was on The Bachelor, Chris. Uh, what's his name? Okay, let's not out ourselves being like, no, hey, no. I'm the big man with WD-40. But I love The Bachelor. No, I love Don't The Don't do bachelor. that to me. You're killing me right now. I was now. just at The Bachelorette finale a few weeks ago, bro. Okay? He was front row at the finale. Front row, girl. Squealing. That's, that's squealing. Like, and I love did, it. Did oh, were you roast? with Kim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we met through Chris Harrison. That's how oh, me and did? Kim know okay. each other. Yeah. Okay. We each have one famous friend, and it ended up being the same famous friend. So, so yeah. 
That was a good introduction. Well, told- at the end of the day, I'll just finish so that you know. At the end of that morning, this is, this is what changed everything. At the end of that, we've talked all night long. I like that you call it the end of the morning. Cause, That's right. At the yeah. end of this, not even first date, like we're talking, we should be done talking hours ago, hours, which just keeps going, keeps going. At the end of this night, what happens? He kissed me. What a <laughs> slut I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, we. Uh, that's right. Get a little that's pizza. Right. No, get a little see, pizza, this is Jason. Like, no, I have to edit this. No, this is not. That does not have to be edited. <laughs> this is the this raw. is what makes our podcast special: <laughs> is men calling themselves sluts. Go ahead. <laughs> and you know what? I just, I just ask her. I mean, I guess while we're here, how was that for you? <laughs> Best kiss of my life. I don't, I don't believe close. her. She kind of said on. that laughing. No, no, no. It's true. Ask Here, her again. Here's how it's I know. true. How many times have you tried to recreate that kiss? Oh, we don't have time for that. Yeah. Huh? Go ahead. Go I ahead saw tell. the story. We talk about that all the time. Because we're like, let's try to, you think we can do that kiss again? And we're always like, mm, no, wasn't as good. <laughs> and There's just something you, about it. How you think that makes me feel? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I don't have new moves. I mean, I've been working out. I'm stretching. I'm nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> From that day to this, that was the kiss. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, you guys, you, you just remember better than it was. That's not true. When we kissed that day, it was over. That's pretty cool. So what happened? You kissed. Did you fly back to Utah? Flew back to Utah. Oh, and then what happened? And then I went back to school. And when we talked that night, we talked about business, starting companies, working, college, and I was just like, I college isn't for me. I want to do this, this, and this. And I left college. I packed up my car and I drove to Utah. How fast after the first wow. kiss did this happen? We kiss on May twelfth. She won't remember that because she never remembers dates. <laughs> I'm we, really bad with we dates. We kissed on May twelfth, and we <laughs> talked over the phone. We met in a couple of different cities that I was working in as through the summer, and then. Uh, she comes out to meet the family the end of August. Because I start kind of working for the company, like on the weekends. The one I was working for. Yeah. Because you hit it off so well with the crew. And then I was enamored. So it was very simple I to got be like. to go on the B cities, you know, the crappy <laughs> middle right of nowhere, crappy cities. Iowa. Oh, and that was just. Midwest. <laughs> so I'd meet him there on the weekends and I'd work the weekends. So we'd see each other here and there. So that's the end of August. Wow. She comes out. Then what happens? Well, he said, let's date through the seasons. That's what he said. Yeah, because she calls me and she goes, you know what? My roommate's moving to Florida. Let's date through the seasons? Through the seasons. Is yeah. that like trying to say date for a full year? Is that what that meant? Like through to- the seasons? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You're just, you just jumping in? Idiots get married fast like that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you need to listen very carefully to the next couple of Four minutes of what we're doing. I dated Jenna. So I moved here in October. That's wild. Engaged in November and married in December. Bam. It ain't four weeks. You're right. You are more of a slut than I am. But I. But what I'm saying is uh, I think you you might be the first that we knew that, that's beat us in that regard. But I guess maybe not for Utah. Oh, yeah, I said it. I said it. That is very, very true. So, so, yeah. so when you guys walked in today and I was kind of giggling, I was like all excited to meet you. It's because that's what I was watching. I was watching your tagged insta story how we met when you guys were driving in the car brent was over here resting on my shoulder we were giggling together (laughs) and i don't know why i picked that one i'm like okay we got to pick one of these like tag stories or play stories whatever so if you go to modest shop and instagram five over 
how we met you got to watch it it's hilarious they're driving in a car together talking about they're they're telling this exact story and every time something every time that makes jason something that makes jason look cool he goes tell him honey <laughs> that's right i'm no dummy i'm no i know where to punctuate this no thing dummy. i know where to punctuate it oh, well man. i always get nervous when people ask that and when they ask him because i'm always like oh what story is he gonna tell like the real story or his version which are one and the same they're not the same i was gonna say i wouldn't really change it that's just a good version so did we hear one. his version or the real one that was yeah. pretty real All i right. mean there was a few things but a few so, things. So, what was it about like him that that I mean, before, before the kiss that kept you intrigued? You have you have und- my undivided attention. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I think he, for me, he was doing something that I wanted to do. Like right. I loved that he was like, I'm out. I'm super like he he's very good at business and sales, and that was always very appealing to me. And here I was like in school, and going to school to go get a job and I knew that's not what I wanted to do so right. I loved that about him I mean tons of things really so he's on stage it's like what like a rock star thing if you think about it, he's on stage right mm. he's out in the seminar he closes the deal gets her to sign up and come the next day right and now he's a photographer it's like oh my gosh what is this guy well and I think do? like for me the speaking like that's something that I'm not great at right. it's scary to me and he is great at that you know so Confidence. I feel like yeah totally it's a, it's a big deal right yeah. and extremely good looking yes that <laughs> right. oh did I forget that I just I think I, you meant to say it but I think the mic was turned around so yeah no. okay we got it extremely good looking well she was she was fanning herself when she was saying confidence shoot we might have to go to commercial so, break here so, we, yeah. we got we got a kiss to re- try to recreate <laughs> so that's really funny Bridget, growing up did you grow up in like an entrepreneur house, like knowing that that wasn't like the, the traditional route of college job work there forever. Like what in you, like, where did that come from as far as like, you knew that wasn't for you? Um, Oh gosh, that's a great question. I, my dad does own his own company. He's an electrician. Um, and I don't know that it came from that because I feel like I saw him just work his guts out day and night because his business is very different than the business that I wanted. Like his, he has to go work it every single day. Like yeah. there's no making money unless you are there. You're trading time for money. Totally. Something like yeah. That. And so, yes, my dad owned his own company, but for me it was a different kind of business than I knew I wanted to run. Well, this goes back to that. So. The reason I think we hit it off that first night, we talked about all the things and this was something that came up about, Oh, you're going to college and you work three jobs. And why are you doing that? Well, I'm going to college to get a good education so I can go out and get a high paying job. Well, that's not how money really works at all. It doesn't work like that in any way, shape or form. So did you come from an entrepreneurial background? I think a little bit, but her dad's more in the self-employed category, right? Where Which he is got, very different. Totally. Yeah. It's not a business. Yeah. You know, like, like a small business owner, entrepreneur, are very different people, even though they kind of get mashed together sometimes. And I think where, <laughs> before I pulled out the big guns... <laughs> I think what happened was I just said to her, I said, listen, um, you know, this isn't the way this, this isn't the way money works. And college teaches you the exact opposite of if you want to have financial freedom, you have to, you have to get inside of a system where it makes money, whether you live or die. And I think, so how did you know that? Like, what was your background? Um, 
Like, like, like where did this belief system come from in you? Oh, okay. So, hey, this is Mr. Modishop at Mr. Modishop. And just, just, uh, <laughs> this is a shameless plug. Do not follow this guy at Mr. Modishop on Insta. Call me, DM. We'll talk about it. What happened was I went on a mission, went on LDS mission to Mexico City. I came home. I, I spent my... Th- 1300 bucks and got into the community college and was like, Hey, I got to go do this. Met a kid there who this is the cell phone boom, right? This is early two thousands. Who's crushing life. He's got, he's got all the, what looks like the trappings of success. And he goes, this is not, this is a joke. Like you're not going to learn how money works this way. So I'm in for three weeks. I drop out of college and I find a, network marketing company that is like sucks me right in full pyramid deal let's go in they start teaching these principles well i drop out of college 30 days later i make 10 grand my parents are like what in the heck is going on and at the time i'm waiting tables right i'm waiting tables and i quit that job too because i realized i wasn't very good at it like (laughs) like i'm not i'm not very good at going to the job so what happened was i walked in and they're like it's 10 o'clock your shift starts at eight i'm like you're lucky I'm here at all. Like 10 <laughs> o'clock. Like, brother God, I'm here. I just realized I was not a good. You're welcome. I was not a good fit for that. And so we learned all the things, all the things about you know, other people's efforts, other people's time, other people's money, all the principles that should be taught in college. And I'll be the first one to tell you, college is a joke to me unless you are specializing. I don't want a doctor who knows how money works that does never gone to college. If I lose my arm, like I need, a, I need somebody who's been going to school for 15 years. I'm in. Or you want to be a doctor? Great. But <laughs> if you're going to be a doctor because you want to be financially wealthy, independent, whatever, that's not the answer, right? So that was some of how we, our mindsets aligned that night we met. And I think we knew we were destined to go out and <laughs> beat our heads against the wall until we figured out there's a need out there. There are people that need what we have and it'll be our pleasure to serve them and that's what we've done so you guys meet basically get married the next day yeah yep you got it not as fast as you but yeah the next day (laughs) not that night you guys waited you had a little bit of i mean you could stop a little yeah i apologize we were half the country between them right (laughs) i had this yeah that made it harder so you guys get married do you still both work at that the modeling agency or whatever it was that you were doing do you kind of just keep down that path for a while or did you, at that point where you guys like, hey, we knew we wanted to do a business. Let's start trying. Well, oh, no, I think we did it for a little to not change the course of what we were doing. But it ended because why? Because you were on the road. Yeah. and I He wasn't. was on the road, never home. And I'm like, I've got the prettiest wife in the world that I'm now not married to because I'm married to the road. Yeah. So we made and we've had to make this decision a number of times throughout the course of our career and marriage together. So I quit that job and immediately start a small seminar company where we go around and we speak to high school leadership. We do that for a little bit and then the bottom falls out of the economy in 07, 08. In the meantime, Bridge is designing. Bridge has been going to church and people see her at church and they're like, oh my gosh, you're, you're all so put together. You always look so cute. Will you dress me? Well, she's like, oh my gosh. So she starts designing. She we We end up having people we say, okay, on Fridays, you can come to the house and we'll dress you. And we show. How did you think of that? I mean, because that wasn't a thing back then. So, and, and when you say designing, you mean clothes? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Start designing clothes. Clothing. Okay. And we'd done like 
in between there, some other things like we had bought and sold some houses. Like we'd move three times at this point, you okay. know, we'd flip them, fix them up. So I was kind of doing that while he was on the road. And I did minor in fashion. I've always loved it. Always been interested in it. Um, I never finished school because I dropped out and drove out to Utah with everything I owned in the back of my car. Can, can I ask you one quick question? Yeah. This is the perfect spot. Since you talked about dropping out, I've just wanted, you know, Iowa, it's pretty, you know, old fashioned values. What did your parents think when you met the modeling <laughs> photographer? Oh, made yeah, out you with know, a, oh, you go like out this. At six like, in the morning oh, and then boy. said, oh, uh, so mom, dad, I'm moving to Utah. I'm, I'm married. Dropping I'm moving to Utah. I'm not I'm going to school anymore. College. college is dumb. How did that go for you? Well, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> um, no, I was always pretty spontaneous. And I think at that point, they're like, oh, my gosh, what's she doing now? You know, but um, I was very independent. Um, I had been for a while. And so for sure, some disappointment. Um, but I also think that they were like, it's your life. You got to do what you want to do. You know, what, so, where are you and your family with siblings? I am the youngest. You're the youngest. Yeah. See, that's why. That's uh -huh. why they didn't stop her. Like yeah, because they're like, uh, okay, no, that, that yep, is, whatever. That is not why. They, <laughs> one thing you're going to learn about this woman, you can't stop her. Right. Well, and, and the can reason try. that I wanted to come back and ask this question is because I think that does define a lot about your character, right? Because you're in college. We still kind of depend. Well, I never went to college, so I don't know this. But a lot of people in college still kind of depend on their parents. You are going to school where you're from, so you're still kind of close by, right? Yeah. And to just say, I'm going, that's a gutsy move. Yeah, right? it was. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, if my kids ever, right. like, what was I thinking, you know? But, but it was and the I best think now, you ever made. totally. And I think now, you know, for sure, my dad's like, oh my gosh, it worked out. I can't believe it. Like, are your parents cow. still in Iowa? Yeah, yep. They're, my whole family's all still in Iowa. Wow. Everyone's there. Um, and it was, it was looking back now, but it's like those leaps of faith or things that you do that you can't explain them at the time where you're just like, okay, that was the reason that that happened. But there's a lot, I mean, even from then, just so many trials that I feel like is what makes now where we're at in our life so fun because, you know, my dad wasn't happy. He was really mad. And, um, I had recently, long story short, I hit a deer with my car, um, before I wanted to move out. And he's like, you can't go out there until your car is paid off. Well, I was already working three jobs and trying to pay for college. And I was so broke. You guys like microwave mac and cheese every night. It just, I can't even tell you how bad it was, but I did. I took some jobs on the side. Um, and dancing jobs. <laughs> see, this is where our stories. <laughs> this is where I tell. See, I this is where the story gets. Like I say it like it is, and she's like, "Oh, you're embellishing." Um, I did some promotional modeling jobs, right. and on the weekends, and for like two days or the weekend, I could make like eight hundred bucks. And I'm like, okay, how many times do I have to do this? How many of these jobs to get my car paid off? And so I did. Within a few months, I had my car. Oh, this woman. Bam. Done. I had done, my car done. paid off. Yep. And so I'm like, hey, like, my car is fixed. It, it's paid off. I'm, I'm going. You know, so just hoops that I had to jump through like that. Drove out here. And I, the weekend I drove out here. So I drove straight through. It's 1,100 miles. It's right. 21 hours. 
to yeah. drive through it. And you make this drive and it's exactly. Through, it's from Wyoming, Nebraska. I, it's oh. the ugliest drive on earth. Oh, you it's guys. the worst. It's the worst. And I was just too young and too stupid. So I was scared. I didn't want to stop. I'm like, I don't want to stay in a hotel by myself. I'll just drive straight <laughs> through. And I was like holding my eyelids open, like rolling the windows down, drove straight through. This I get is here. This Adderall, by the way. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And pre all the energy dreams. Pre-perk energy. Right. Not sponsored. <laughs> but use code MODEST for 10% off. We got you covered. MODEST at checkout. Perk energy. Mm. <laughs> all right. We're back. You're welcome, Rena. All right. Gosh, no kidding. I love her. She's the best. Um, yeah. So straight through, came out here. And the weekend I get out here, he's not even here. He's out of town for work. So that was and it's like general conference for the Church of Cheese and Rice and Rattly Snakes. So <laughs> she is. ends up coming into conference, knows nothing about the church, and is like, nothing. let's all sit around the TV. I leave her with my family to watch conference for the first time, knowing nothing. So we never, we never crossed that bridge. So you were an LDS. I was an LDS, oh, no. Okay, wow. Yep. And I'm actually still the only member of my family. Wow. You know, so. it's, it's funny to hear you tell the story of leaving Iowa because... You tell it in such a, yeah, I just did it sort of way, which I respect. But, I mean, it really does define everything about who you are. I mean, even the car thing, right? Like, Jason, you just kind of saying, like, yeah, well, got that done in, like, four weeks. It's like, if you have a goal, no matter what roadblocks, you know, your dad was probably trying to prolong you from leaving or stop you from leaving. Like, you can leave when you pay off the car. And it wasn't just paying off the car, it was getting it fixed. And you did it in what? A month or two? A few months, yeah. <laughs> oh no, if she's if she's after it, just it's, it's just over. get on the train with her because you're gonna want to be where she goes <laughs> when she gets there. And her dad so cool. her dad is the kind of guy that eats nails. Like, right. mm, I think I'll just have some nails for breakfast. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I just cut my hand open, pass me the super glue. Like we are talking as manly a guy as you actually get You're like W D forty? No, he spit on that thing, it'll stop. It will stop doing that. Um and so I don't know that much about him when I make this phone call. Ring ring, hey, how are you? Who's this? <laughs> Hi. I'm in love with your daughter and uh in tradition I just I'd like to marry her. No kidding. I, I'm, I'm going to quote him. He said, he said this. Yep. <laughs> kind of fast, ain't it? And now she says he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> but trust me. His accent when he, he does my dad's voice. He talks voice. like that. And uh, I said, yeah, it's kind of fast, but uh, when you know, you know. I'm sweating bullets. I've peed a little in my pants <laughs> I, i'm doing this over the phone because i'm not making the 2100 mile drive whatever it is thousand mile drive for 21 right. hours because i'd rather stab myself with a fork in the <laughs> face seriously i'd punch an infant before i'd have to go over there <laughs> you can quote me and he goes well we should wish we'd had a little time to get to know each other better uh yeah we're gonna do that don't no, we're, we're gonna do that no worries okay uh Mm -hmm. okay goodbye <laughs> bye click <laughs> and i'm like boom approval so you're telling me there's a chance i'm like this is amazing so that's when i met her dad when i went out there and that's when i talked to him and i asked him and then i met her mom shoot when did i meet your mom he met my mom when she flew out for our wedding oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> hmm. yeah so 
tune in next week for <laughs> podcast number two. We'll get to that because we know we know you don't care about going this deep into this story. But yeah, this is um, we. I think we got very lucky. Um, we got very lucky in how fast we got together and what our ideals were in raising a family and wanting to treat each other the way that we've chosen to do that. And that was 17 years ago. Oh, 17's popping up a lot right that's now. That's a lot to say because we good came luck. from good two luck, good number, good very, very different. Very different families. Ba- yeah. Yeah. I wanted to very ask about different. that. I, I think the mom thing's entertaining, frankly. Did, was it when you met... Mom, oh, I have entertainment. It, Forget it, her mom. <laughs> Forget her mom. Welcome. Oh. I get to go back. Oh, you want this? Listen, I know you. a listener on the other end is like, no, I want to know, like, was the mom as scary as the dad? Or did it give you like a little bit more of a, okay. No I comment. Can, no as comment. Long as she, now she's, we that. agreed that the mom was off limits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. You okay. never got a note that said mother-in-laws are off limits. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, not her mom. What, was that by design? Did you not let me meet your mom on purpose? Maybe oh, a little. See, Maybe I'm a little. So <laughs> oh, this is question. getting this. No, but forget her mom. Like, like, okay, your mom. We'll talk about it. But let me tell you where I'm coming from. I go back to Iowa. I go to meet her family. Not her mom at the time. Her oh parents gosh, are separated. I know exactly I'm going to Thanksgiving dinner. It's no big deal. Right. All right, let's go to Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. That sounds great. I go to a cabin in the woods in Iowa. Timber. It's all, There's timber out there. It's all good. We're sitting around the table. I look over in the corner. There's a shotgun on the floor. <laughs> Hi, I'm a city boy from Salt Lake. There, what the heck is a shotgun doing at Thanksgiving dinner? Well, this is Iowa. It's guns. It's shooting and guns and right. sh- drinking. We're doing the deal. And so we're in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner. Grandma, grandma. Oh, hold on. Gets up, walks over, picks up the shotgun. I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> this uh, this is the end of this is it she walks out onto the deck and she has three bird feeders 20 yards off three bird feeders 20 yards off the deck and they're on poles but she's greased the poles and that's for the she's like and oh squirrels, right she goes the coons there's there's a coon that tries to get up there and then it starts to slide, slide down. down she blows that coon right <laughs> off the pole just <laughs> blow blew it right off that just shot it right off the deck and i'm like i but we're all like, still I didn't know eating. Red like it's nothing, could do that. right? Not a big deal to you guys. No, oh no, I'm crying. I'm crying. Like, and I'm like, I have enough adrenaline. What's the problem here? Oh, I, I could lift so a car at them. I was like, I'm. They will kill me. Like this, I, I'm gonna die. And she comes in like it was no big deal. Everyone's all like, Oh, can you pass the corn? Oh, this abacorn is so good. <laughs> he I'm just like, looks at me like corn. she just shot like, this a coon. You just the, you just uh-huh. killed a coon. Yeah, I grease the poles so that I can get those coons. I try to get my birds. And I'm like. I won't. Those I won't, little bastards. I won't try to get your birds. I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, this is my future. This is this is where it's happening. So it was like just my super soaker couldn't do that. No. No way. No. But that's but that's like that's when I knew. The other thing I love about Iowa because there is just something to be said about like especially from my dad and the way I was raised. Like it was you learn to work hard. Right. And nothing's off limits, and you work for what you want, and that's that and I feel like that is he instilled that in us so much that it's the reason that well especially for a company because I think especially now it's just everything's a fad like get rich overnight do these things I'm like no maybe here and there but that is not the case like it is so much hard work and not giving up and just continuing when 
nothing goes right. Nothing goes according to plan. And you just keep going. Oh, and that's been our motto. Like even from the day that we decided we were, we were all in, we were going to, we were going to build sexy modest and sexy modest.com. We were like, we're doing this too. We knew there was, there's no shortcut. There's lots of people like, Oh, what's the magic secret? Oh, you guys, we You're see we, 10 year overnight success, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. There you 10 go. Year over, well, longer, longer, 17 year overnight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I think a lot of people forget that there's everything that led up to the day that you had the idea, the leaving college, sure. right? The traveling all over the country and, Surrounding yourself with models. The Surrounding yourself with models. <laughs> Listen, I had to take one for the... Somebody's got to do that. Well, Somebody right. has got to just... Mean, but well, that's the it, comment I, I get a ton so is are, like, frankly. oh, you just blew up overnight all Wrong. the time. You just blew up overnight. And I'm always, I always just kind of laugh and smile because I'm so just mad? like... I don't even know mad. Almost like I, I really do feel like people that aren't in it and don't do it, they're just clueless. Like they don't... I don't know. When you don't live that life, and right. you don't do that, you well, just don't get it. When yeah. you've so, never gone through it, it's hard to yeah, know to how much it. goes into it. Yeah, yeah, you just don't know what you don't know there. Because they just see what they see, you know, right. and they don't see. And I feel like even on Insta, and I've tried to be better with that, but giving him more view of the hard things, you know, and not just all the good. Because well, and, and that's what this is for. That's why the podcast is so cool because both Andrew and I are entrepreneurs, right? We both had plenty of things that we had to struggle with to start our businesses and that's the story that people need to hear 90 percent of the people never get it because maybe it's like your dad in a sense like tough guy works hard but he could never envision like okay just leaving school see your pants go to utah take a risk and think that it's going to work out traditionally most people are not willing to take any sort of risk oh for sure and so it's easier to just kind of say like, oh, I wish I could be that lucky. So yeah. and start overnight. Yeah. And it's like, look, you could, you just have to. So I want to go back to you dressing people. Cause that is that kind of the genesis of sexy modest was you invited people to your house to dress them. Is yeah. that kind of so, what happened? Yeah. So I kind of did the styling sessions. And what is that? Like did they would bring their clothes and you would like tell well, them what to wear. I started carrying clothes. So I had clothes there and I would kind of just help dress them for their like, body shape. So like you were like style. a wholesale, like you would just like buy like other people's clothes and you would just resell them. Yep. Okay. Yep. So they would come over almost, it's just like almost like a boutique, you know, but it was in my house and yeah. they'd come over and I'd help dress and style them. And, um, I just word of mouth, honestly, cause I did it on the weekends, Friday, nope. yeah, we only Fridays, did it one day, yeah, one, one day, day a week. week, Friday from 10 AM to 6 PM. She dressed you and it wasn't. It was something that she was like, okay, I'm going to, I'll do it and uh, we'll have it come in and no, and word of mouth. Yeah. First, cause first it was just people that asked me and friends and whatever. And then I was word of say, mouth. Like, how did you get it out? Cause there wasn't social media. Nope. No. Back then. And then one Friday, a hundred people showed up. Wow. How? I mean, just as it grew, like this word was, of mouth. So it's like first there's a few the and then the next Friday there's a few more and the next Friday, you know, it just grew. And I thought, oh my gosh, my neighbors, there was cars parked. <laughs> They're changing in our bathrooms, in our in our kitchen, in the garage. Yeah, they're, they're all over they're the house changing, clothes. and there's cars all down my street. I'm like, my neighbors are going to kill me. I was also worried about like liability. People are walking around back. Our yard wasn't even landscaped. They're walking around back our unlandscaped <laughs> yard, like down. Wells. Yeah, I'm oh, like, totally. they're going to fall and get hurt. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh. And the funny thing too about it is, at the time, I was pregnant with twins. Oh, geez. And so I was just Whoa. like, 
I have all these people in my house Nothing all the time, people I don't know in my house and I'm going to have two brand new babies soon. Like, what are we going to do? How is this going to work? Yeah. Because the main thing that we did as people would come over, it didn't matter if you come over, we get your email. Come on, come on. We, so we started to build the email list so that we could write. How did you know to do that? Um, we knew that that was the only thing that would allow us to continue to remarket to remarket, to start to build the core following of the business. Did that come and, from like your speaking days? Like, um, was that something that you Yeah, we learned? picked that up. We picked that up along the way, but I think it, there was some of the entrepreneurship was certainly common sense in, you know what, if they just come and buy a shirt from us and they leave, it's over. I might as well go sell cars. Why am I just, because I can't, I can't give them something else that they may need or they may want because they bought a shirt. They like us. They like what we're, the style we have. It, I'm obligated to help this client in the future come and go, hey, just I want to I want to put it out there that you know we have new styles. If you want them, you can come get them. And we got invited to a couple of different trade shows, and it didn't matter at the trade shows if we broke even, lost money, and we did all of those things or made money. We had to get your email you so that we could tell info. you. And I would sit down with her every week, and we would write it. And it was, dear freaking sexy modest family, here's the plan. Here's what's coming. Friday ten to six. We hope you'll make it. Goodbye. See, even that you say it's common knowledge. That was yeah. No. That was so not common. There's knowledge. no school of YouTube e then e either. Even now today is people would think that's common knowledge. They aren't doing stuff like that. So the fact that you were thinking about that already when you got started just kind of shows the mindset of like the entrepreneur in both of you. Like you're both kind of like, Oh yeah, that's what we have to do. That. that makes total sense. But I would say a lot of people probably weren't, didn't, and still don't think that way, which is kind of unique. Well, and I think too, Remember Jenna last week from Jenna's Kitchen? She said that there are other mediums of advertising outside of social media. Like, there's still a lot you can do just by talking, just by. Oh, know, sure. Oh, influencing others. Like you said, others. you yeah, had it's like word four of or mouth. five people show up at your house, and a few weeks later, there's a hundred, and there's yeah. no social media. That still rings true even now. I mean, I think social media, like, we've just had it kind of drilled into our minds that it's the only way to advertise but it's not i mean there's still a lot of value in in getting out there and just doing things face to face well and i think there's lots of companies too like as you follow Bridget on instagram what you what you find about what's different and this is the iowa in her is it's straight authenticity right. like you're just going to get authentic people fall in love with bridge because she's not going to keep up with the joneses she's going to tell you hey this was a win for us this I'm crying in my closet today because this is how hard it is. This is why it is. And I think that endeared people to kind of feel like, Oh my gosh, it's the last horse at the race, but we just want, we hope she crosses the finish line. You know, they, I think they became cheerleaders for her. Um, because this is a woman who's, as you get to know her, you, you want her to win because you know, she's doing this to serve you. Right. She's doing it to serve you. So when we have a hundred women show up, we said, okay, 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 we got, we got problems here. We sat down, we wrote an email, and we told them, we told all of them, we said, listen, if we don't have to raise our prices, we're gonna find a brick and mortar, we're gonna kick the doors open, we'll be open in two weeks. So two weeks later, we <laughs> found it, we opened it all up. Are you serious? And I wrote the email with Bridge by my side, it's, and I'll never forget the title, it said, Sexy Modest opens its doors, we're throwing our please don't make us move into your basement sale. Come and see us. <laughs> and from the day the door, the day that store opened till the day it closed, day one, we never did more money than in day one. 
the support was off the charts. And here's the thing, like, so when he tells that story where it's like, okay, two weeks, like easy peasy, right? No. 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 So no. Inventory, racks, <laughs> I know, but up, so leases, we, negotiated. We actually went and looked in a place um, in Alpine because I'm like, it's close by, it's close, and I'm pregnant with twins, right? Should be on bed rest. So I meet this guy and I'm excited. I'm young and I'm just all the things, right? Like just pumped on top of the world. We're going to open this store and I go meet him. And he says to me, what's the name of your store? And I said, sexy modest. And he's like, nope, nobody will support you. That's a terrible name. That's not a good name for you talking like just drills into me. And I'm like, no lie, verge of tears. And I'm like, okay, so can I just see the space? Like, will you just show me? He's like, nope, got in his car and left. I cried all the way home. And I'm just like, okay, maybe I should change my name. Because I'm second guessing myself, right? right? Like, he's a lot older. He knows. Here's this business guy. Won't even give me the time of day. So this is all in that two weeks. So there's another part of that story. But also in the two weeks, when we did find the location, our first store was down in um, American Fork next to Smart Cookie in the movie theater. Uh-huh. Signed next that to lease. Sticky Shoe. I grew up in American Fork. That theater is nasty. Sticky so, Shoe. Yeah. yeah. So now we sign the lease for where we are going to be. And that very same day that we sign the lease, I go to my doctor's appointment. And we have to be, we've signed the lease, we've put money down. And that's why it was like, we have two weeks that we've got to start making money because we're going to owe money. Sign the lease, go to my doctor's appointment. He puts me on bed rest that day. And I'm like, whoa. Entrepreneurship, it's easy. Get started. (laughs) Call. How am I going to do this? Like, I have just, we had no money. And the money we did have, we invested. We put it down, you know? So I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to make it work. So just so many trials, you know, along the way that I think people don't see. But that story is kind of funny where the guy with the lease. So about, was it probably four years? Four years later, we're just growing like crazy. I have a warehouse now. I've got three stores. Are you... um have you started making your own at this time or are you just selling were you just like a boutique at that point just so, a boutique yeah i don't that, that's just what i'm not like right right, right. It, but right. i, but I hadn't started yeah, my just own a boutique. Line yet. Oh, yeah. this guy i was actually designing for some <laughs> other boutiques <laughs> okay here and there and then um yeah so it probably was four years later and i've got a warehouse three brick and mortar locations and i'm sitting at the desk in my warehouse and in walks the guy this is like four years later. He's like, do you Oh, know from who- Alpine, the space? Yes. He's like, do you know who I am? Yeah, I know. I mean, you don't forget. You don't yeah, forget that, that douche right? douche real estate agent. And he's like... <laughs> he's the owner. He, yeah, was, he the was the owner, a, yeah. douche owner. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all my girls and my wife, they love your line. They love your brand. They wear it all the time. And I've got some space available. I'd love for you to come look at it. And I'm like... I was nice. I just, thanks for your business card, you know, but just things like that where I'm like, it's just so interesting. Those type of trials and how they kind of come full circle sometimes. And, and I was telling Jace last night, we were kind of talking about it and I was like, it's just funny. Cause I feel like when you're nobody and you're starting out and you have nothing like the people that are on your side and cheering you on then versus when he's like, Oh, 
look what you've done. You could probably my, make rent now. My yeah, family loves a premium. your brand, you know, and then they come back around and it's like, wait, but where were you when I'm this young girl trying to open a store and I come to you to rent space from you? And see, so. Bridge, she's always, she called me. She goes, you're not going to believe who just walked in the door. <laughs> and so she tells me the story. And it's funny. She usually goes to a place more of compassion, like, oh, okay, that happened with her. And <laughs> I am the other, I'm shoulder devil. Because right. I was like, oh, no, he did. <laughs> you know, I was like, are you serious? Did you, did you just go, ha, 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 I don't think so. Is your wife sexy modest? <laughs> did that set his ears ablaze? Was he just like, oh, that's just taboo. I don't even know if we talked about why we called it sexy modest or how it happened. Or we get people all the time. They're like, sexy modest. How can he be sexy modest? That's an oxymoron. And this that was the first thing Cam said. Yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> oh, then bring that. it. Let's. <laughs> no, so what? I think it's great. Uh, it's fine. I'm not judging it. I What's funny it. is like it's not 19. It's not Footloose, Utah, right? Like <laughs> oh this is like what 2000 what nine that nine mm-hmm. and there's still some old Utah. Almost every podcast that happens, like just when my faith in Utah County starts to get restored, we hear a story, and I'm just like, those people are still out there. That just because the word sexy's in it. Oh, they're few. Like, oh, that's not going to work. It's I like think no they're few and far between. Modest. You know, they, he, he just, I think they just, there's, there's some that just want to be offended to talk about it at the water cooler. I think Ugh. that, I think that's certainly happening. But Wait, the vast majority of those, that, no, <laughs> I got a plug for you. <laughs> Tell this guy to plug it. Um, the vast majority though, that see the mission that bridge is on for sexy modest. Like when you go out on date night and your wife is dressed to the way she, that she feels comfortable dressing, you got, you got sexy modest. You're looking right. at it. So like, when you started buying clothes, did you know that that was kind of your path? Or when you started, were you just kind of buying whatever you thought was going to sell? Or did you, are, did you always know this is the type of clothes that I want to sell, that I want my brand to be? Like, how did you know that? Well, that is that is the reason I started because I felt like there is nothing to wear. And honestly, when I would source clothes, it took me forever because I would have to find things that I felt like we could wear. Because my thing is, is I'm like, I don't want to wear 57 layers of yeah. clothing, you know? So, and that was one of the other reasons that I think word spread so fast because they knew when they came to shop with me that you wouldn't have to layer. You wouldn't have to go to another store to find something to wear under it or to wear over it. It was like this works just the way it is. So, and to find clothes like that, even from all the clothing manufacturers available, it was hard because that's just not ideal and standard for most people. So that's when I'm like, that's when I start designing really. Cause I'm like, and for me, I feel like fashion for sure. It's an art. And I also feel it's, it's how people express themselves. And when you don't feel like you can do that, or when you feel like you have to give up your standards to do that. And that's where I feel like it's not fair. Like we, we can have both. We can have our standards and feel like we can express ourselves with our style and be comfortable. This is where bridge is magical. This is why a sexy modest has won. And this is a hundred percent Bridgette. Cause what would happen? It, this was born out of her coming to Utah, seeing that, Oh, I'm joining the church. There's a certain dress standard here and it's the one I want. It's what it's how I want to live. So she would go on the hunt and she could find clothes that were cute, but not modest or modest, but not cute or modest and cute, but they were terribly uncomfortable. And so she went to work on the designing. And when she launched the line, when she launched her line, I mean, we're sitting talking to some dudes right now, but for the ladies that are listening out there, this woman 
thinks of everything. Like I will watch her work with on prototypes and she's like, I got to double layer the bottom cause we're not going to have the panty lines here. It's going to, it's got to be made out of more breathable material. This is not going to work for them. They're going to put it on and feel like, Oh my gosh, am I, am I in menopause? I'm 19 years old. This is killing me. Like I need to put, so and not there's anything wrong with menopause. You can get through it. But what I'm saying what is, do you know? <laughs> what I'm saying is that she she thinks through those things every piece that she has. She's like, listen, if you raise your arm, I don't want it, I don't want them to be able to see the bra strap or the line here. Or uh, I think what made her almost notorious. I mean, she was she became famous for she created a white t-shirt because she's a jeans and t-shirt girl um, in her heart of hearts. When she's like, I just wanted to be comfy. I hate wearing a white t-shirt because they're all see through. They're see through. So. She goes to work on a prototype. She lines it, and it's been one of the number number one sellers of all time. Because now you can wear a jeans and t-shirt, and you don't have to worry about you can wear a white tee without having it be see through. And you can find that at sexymodest.com. Okay, I'm back. What I'm saying though is that caught the attention. That caught the attention even of the number three retailer in the world, Costco, which is a Another story, but I don't. I don't know if you have time for that today. We have all the time in the world. But oh. that's up to you. But you know, one thing that kind of stood out to me. This has really only happened one other time, and it was with Rena. You remember that little spiel that she gave about Perk, and it just like we were all in a trance. Just probably the same way you felt when he was on stage in Iowa, Bridget. Yes, like that. When like, you whoa, were look just at that body. talking about your. <laughs> The way that you think clothes need to be, I mean, really the start of your company, you you were very different. That I mean, this was just two minutes ago. That 30, 40 seconds you spent about like, I don't want layering. I need this. I need this. It was so matter of fact and so passionate. You probably didn't see it, but it totally, I was just like, yeah, yeah we do need that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll take You're, one. She's right. <laughs> and it, it is really cool to be able to see that. You probably have no idea you're even doing it. Maybe you're so used to seeing it, you don't notice it. But when you started talking about your clothes, your methods, you know, what you think you want and what women want, it it was like there was a different gear. And you can really see the passion come out of it when you're talking about it. That's why we need to have better video in this because that clip would have been cool because it it is – you. It's like Jenna last week. There, you don't have to sell things when you're truly passionate about it. At that point, you're just sharing things. You don't feel like you're getting sold to right. when somebody is speaking about their product the way you just were. And I think that really makes a huge difference. It rings. It totally rings true. And I think as you watched her, even on Instagram, people know that Bridge does this. She does it for them. Right. Like we quit our retail stores. We closed them all right when it made zero sense to do it because she needed to be true to who she was. Things were slipping with our family and the time we wanted to spend and do all that. She realigned the, she realigned what needed to happen and we cut out what needed to be cut out. And I think that that certainly didn't help us grow as fast as we could have, but we have the conversation all the time. We're not out to be bazillionaires. Exactly. Right. Cause I know people with tons of money that are not happy. I just want to know that when I come home or when we snuggle the little ones or we're out doing what we're doing, that the stuff that actually matters, we spend our time there. And we do that by, yes, we sell clothes, but you can buy clothes. You can buy clothes anywhere. The reason why I think those that buy from Brigitte buy from her is because she knows 
or they know that she loves them. She, they know that she's, she's put the time in, she's working on it here for them. I mean, we've done it for food money, but she'd have done it for free just to have the, I mean, just to see the messages that she gets. Like I felt beautiful for the first time and didn't worry about my standards. I didn't worry about falling out. I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm a photographer. I do this for at weddings and I, I finally can put my stuff on. I feel pretty again. You know, she has a temple collection line and they're like, I made it, I made it back to the temple. I made it back to a place that was important to me because finally for the first time in a long time, I feel beautiful again. Right. And it sounds silly. Doesn't at all. But I'm telling you, like it started with clothes, but it is just, it's so much more now. You know what I mean? And my passion has grown so much more just in other areas because I truly have so much love and compassion for these women. And that's why, I mean, closing my stores was really hard. Like there were a lot of tears shed over it because I'm like, this is my blood, sweat and tears. And it's also, it's that one-on-one, right? And I am huge on customer service. It is so important to me. And so to close that and go online and not have that one-on-one with these women was really hard. But also I had to do what was right for my family. And at the time I had three little girls and my, I was just, I was drowning, honestly. And I was like, something has to give. And when you're successful and things are growing like that, that's really hard to make that decision, but it's always the right decision to make. Sure. Yeah. We looked at that and we're going, well, are we successful? You know, like we got no time for the kids. We got no time for this. Uh, yeah. So we have a little bit more money than we used to, but at what cost? Right. We're always asking ourselves. That's almost how we stand. We set the meter like we have these opportunities. Yeah. But at what cost? And every time we slip from those priorities, we're brought right back the hard way. Just sledgehammer to the face in the life lessons of, you know, making sure that you try to balance as best you can the things that matter to you. Because some are out to I want to be a bazillionaire. Great. Everyone has their own priorities. That's, right. That's right. How much time do you guys have? I know. We're good. You're good? Yeah. Okay. We're not doing anything. <laughs> we, we got nothing to do. Good. I do want to brag about our for I this. have a lot more questions. I'm oh, you do? The, go do, ahead, do you want to fire, though? Do you want to fire on them? Go for it. Oh, I was just going to tell you about, and this may answer it for you, but the people that follow Bridget, the reason why Sexy Modest has become what it was is because every day Bridge gets up and she goes to work and she does it for the right reason, right? Some things, some things don't make money at all, but they're irrelevant. When she talks about five-star customer service, you won't find a, a boutique. You won't find one that will, and I, we can say it. I got no problem saying it. Like, I don't want you to shop anywhere else because they don't love you as much as we do. So, I mean, even you get on your website, because I was looking around, and the first thing that pops up is there's three people ready to chat like instantly on your site chat yeah you, you know what it. i mean but like just little things like that that set you apart from other places well those women they're those women own our pieces they come in they try them on they make sure they know how they're going to fit they've sized thousands of women they're available from 7 a.m to 11 p.m every single day to take care of you if you have a question oh i need this or i, I you know Going what back to your customer service thing you want to make sure that you're providing them all answers and you know all along the way that they don't feel like they're ever forgotten or left behind. Well, well I do. I'm oh, sorry. I do all of my own Instagram. So I do all of my DMs and I do all of the posting and it's a lot. I get a lot of DMs and I really have been trying to figure out 
how can I prioritize my life better? Because I have a lot of work to squeeze in in a small amount of time because I'm still a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. for the most part. And that, as far as efficiency goes, isn't the most efficient for me to be doing that. But for me, it is because it's the reason I do what I do. And you would never give that part up. I just can't. And I've tried before, but I'm like this is really what I'm passionate about and the stories and when they write me about little things or when they need help with little things and things that don't even matter. Right. Where I feel like exactly what we talked about before, where it started with clothes, but it's become so much more than that. And I want to be their cheerleader when they're having a hard day or whatever. And that's just something that even though it's not efficient, I feel like it's one of the main reasons I do what I do. And this is where the why trumps the how. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's obvious. And when you do see what you've kind of grown your social media to, you can't do that without this type of like why behind it, right? The the interaction, the constant feedback and being you. When did you get comfortable being that open though? Because you've, you made a couple of comments like, I'm not super outgoing or, you know, stuff like that. When did you get comfortable just kind of burying it all on like on Instagram story. Like this is me, the good, the bad. I'm not ready. I am ready. You know, like, was that a prog? Was that kind of a progression for you? If you always kind of felt that it was a progression. Cause I mean, social media is hard. Like they will <laughs> chew you up and spit yes, you out. Like will. it is hard, but I will say the type of following that we've created, they are amazing. I see some of the things that other people get, you know, as far as messages and things like that. And it is rare that I get negative or, but we kind of, when I did start being more open, I was very upfront being like, negativity isn't welcome here. I will block you. I don't want it. That's not going to be in my space because that's not what we want. That's not the reason I get on and do this, you know? And so, but I do feel like one of the reasons that I, was more willing, even though it's hard to be more open is because that is kind of why social's hard, where I feel like people see these pictures of this perfect life, you know, and they make their own assumptions. And I feel like it's a lot of the reason that women feel so crappy about themselves or why they're depressed. And that's a whole nother story. They compare their real life to the model photo shoot. Yes. And they're like, I don't look like that. And it's like, totally. Or my life's not like that, but they believe that it is because for some reason they want to make them believe that, you know? And I, I just don't agree with that. That's never been my mindset because, and like, even when people meet me and they'll say, Oh, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. It's so awkward for me because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just like you. And I need to show that more because I never want to feel like I'm on a different level, you know? And I just think it's so important for these women to realize like they're with the good is the bad, you know, and there's really hard things and we're all dealing with them. And I think that it's good that people show that, you know, and it makes me sad when they don't and people believe that their life isn't good enough or it could be better. Or it's not what they wanted. You know, that's a whole nother. This is a whole nother podcast. But, don't get but me see, started. I love that. I think that that it does connect people to you and let them learn. <clears throat> Excuse me kind of where your passion comes from like what if you don't mind me asking and you can tell me that I don't want to answer this but what's the hardest thing that personally you guys you know you or you or together have shared on Instagram you know outside of the business realm like something that happens in your personal life that maybe you have shared with your followers 
I would probably say my infertility and my in vitro stories with our family. Oh, wow. So, and, and the funny thing about that is I feel like that's the other thing that's so amazing because I feel like when you share those things, it's amazing how helpful you are to somebody else, like your trials, you know, and it was really hard to share that because I do feel like when you have trials and hard things in your life, you feel broken a little bit. So it's hard to be open and share it. And you feel like, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't this happen for me? But then you do share it and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have just helped so many people. And I also feel like it was kind of an answer to why am I going through this? You know, because the questions and the things I got, I feel like I could have never helped people in this way and connected with them had I not gone through that. So I feel like it's funny because we always try to avoid the trials, right? We try to avoid the hard, the hard conversations and the trials. And it is always, always, always where all the growth happens. Like we're all the good stuff. And I'm like, why do we avoid that so hard when we know the good that comes from it? So well, and it came back to you. That's we talk about that a lot in our podcasts. I'm a big all of the best things that have ever happened to me started with the worst things that happened to me. And by opening and sharing, now you've got a lot of support too. Cuz I mean, it does help you a lot to know that there's other people struggling. I'm not alone. And man, just getting it off your chest is it, that's where you start. And if you don't ask other people for help, I almost think a lot of times things like that that's kind of what God's waiting to teach us is like, I'll help you as soon as you help yourself a little bit. Oh, sure. So as soon as you've got the guts to ask for a little help from the people that I've put there to help you, then I'll jump in and we'll get this going. But, um, so, you know, it's just one other, one other experience where you realize like, Hey, I've got your followers. Aren't just your followers. You know, it is kind they're of a family. Just dollar signs, it, right. right. It is a community. Oh, it's no. Like, yeah. I'm going to yeah, share. I'm always like, they're my people. Yeah. yeah. My people. I'm going to share everything with them. And in turn, they're going to share with me and we can learn from each other. And, and that bonds you in a way that that's not your normal company, you know, customer relationship. I and mean, don't you feel like when people open up about their trials and hard things in life, like that's where for me, like I become way more compassionate and loving towards that person when they're vulnerable like oh, that. Yeah, for sure. And that's where I feel like the relationship connect on a level bonds. that you would have never have connected otherwise. Yeah. For well, sure. and I think sometimes it's hard for people to figure that out when they're like, Oh, I'm just talking to my phone here. When, when we went through infertility, there were people that were messaging and I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going through the same trial or this happened, this happened to my best friend. What do I tell her? It is just gut wrenching to hear the stories of, um, just what a trial that is for mothers that um, that have that do have to deal with that because it, it wasn't always that way for her. like our first daughter, our oldest daughter, she was immaculate conception. Bam, <laughs> and then four years go by. Another edit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, right. no. So, for uh, all of a sudden, our podcast is four minutes long. What the heck? Oh, Where's thanks the for coming in. Oh, we we've gone dark this week. <laughs> Welcome to Modest Shopping. Thanks for coming, guys. Remember yeah. when I said you could bring your husband? <laughs> four years go by, and we 
we're we're trying. I keep trying to convince her that maybe we're just not doing it often enough, and no, nothing's working, right? <laughs> but at the end of what? What's happening? Or maybe we're doing it wrong, or maybe we should try this with the, the and right. oh uh, so what happened was four years four years later we we go through all the steps prior to doing in vitro, and then none of them work. They all fail, and all of a sudden, bam, we we get the twinners. We get the twinners, and that turns it all upside down. With in vitro. Yep, with in vitro, and then we, and then we were like, okay, we've had twins. We so we have three girls, and that's like almost that's probably just one too many, but two came out at once, so we're gonna just have to deal with it. We work our way through it, and nine years go by. Nine years go by, and Bridge comes to me, and she's like, "There's another one," and I'm oh. like. Let's get it on. And she's like, uh, no, I think in vitro. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I was, I don't mean that. That's I was like, it. can we get it on anyway? So, so I have a four, she's four months old today. Oh, we have a four month old baby. We have a decade age gap Wow. between. So it's Kira, the twins and then 10 years. And so. she's four months today. She's four months today. And today's spoiled. our anniversary as today's well. Your anniversary. Oh, Shut your mouth. Is today's really? your anniversary. Totally. And we thought, you know what? Hot date with these mofos. <laughs> We're doing it. Should we sit around a table and tell our story? Let's do it. <laughs> wow, thanks, guys. And it's the first time in 13 years that BYU is going to beat Utah tonight. It's episode it's 17. 17 is your favorite. Wayne's Gretzky's on the wall behind me. Like, this is batting That's a thousand. A lot of good stuff. A today. lot of good stuff. Wow. Can I share one more good thing with you? Yeah. So I've been chatting with one of your employees on your website. Oh. <laughs> Tell us which one. Who do you is? know? Do you know all of them? Yeah. What is it, Reese? We tight. It's not. It's Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay's magical. So, I just wanted to see how quick the customer service was, and it was quick. Did and you I clock didn't it? ask about clothing. I just asked about. I just said, uh, "How do you like working for these two? And I said, "I'm doing a podcast with them right now." And so, she said, "Absolutely love it." I'm like, I asked her, "Are there any stories or anything that inspires you about what they do?" Can I read you the answer? Yeah. She gave me permission to share this answer, by the way. I told her afterwards, like, if you get a raise, you're welcome. So, <laughs> And if you get fired, yeah, um, you, you can blame this guy. So this is what Lindsay said. I'm inspired by women entrepreneurs because having a family and running a business is a ton of work. I admire her dedication for pushing through so many trials in life and not giving up her dream and fashion. Also, we all know that it's tricky to be sexy and modest. So obviously, I love that, too. You know what else is inspiring? When they closed their storefront, they didn't give up. They found a way to still keep going. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, I don't know if any of my employees would say anything like that. Well, and along those same lines, I have, I mean, regrets you have, things you don't see. There is so much good out there that you're creating on the social media front as well. You talk about the messages when you are open and you're vulnerable and you share what's happening You've talked about some of the messages you get. I was always an anti-social media guy. I had it deleted for years because you find what you're looking for. And I was always finding the negative things about it, right? But talking to people that have come on here who have built businesses and use social media is a big part of that. It's been amazing the good that comes from it. Like It's been eye-opening to me, the messages. Even us, we are getting messages now from people who are like, like your message today is going to change somebody's life. Like you being willing to come on here and just talk about this kind of stuff. It's either going to motivate somebody. It's going to change their life. 
And it's so awesome that there's now a platform to where you can find that kind of stuff. And I think it just goes to kind of the type of people you are and how you're going to build your business and your brand and your community. And it's just, it's just really cool to see all the positive impact that you're having. And I mean, there's a testimonial for you right there with one of your employees, you know, to know that you're doing it the right way. And I just think it's so cool um, because I don't think, I think it's easy to get caught up in the negative stuff in it, but to be able to do it, I don't know. For sure. I'm going to jump off my soapbox. I just no, want thank you. I, I just wanted to let you know. Thank you well, for that. Well, I think the other thing that we haven't factored in yet is working with your spouse. Yeah. I mean, he's a very fun and attractive man, but I mean. I mean, you see what no I have homo. to put up with. No homo. You see what I have to put up Some with. Some homo? Some. <laughs> just a little Listen, bit. Here's how I know there's he's no a, homo. He's okay? across the table. We're, we're, wait, what's happening? So, Hand on my leg? So, no, no, no. I can't reach that far. Anyway. <laughs> we have wide tables. So I, I feel like God kind of steps in sometimes, right, with, with guys that need to soften up a little bit. Like, I think with you, Are you saying there's I'm a soft? lot of manliness here. Okay, all right. This is why. You married like a fashionista, right? The two suitcases, wanted to take pictures for seven or eight hours. I don't know how long it was. <laughs> but then you have how many daughters? Four. Four daughters. Four daughters. A hundred women in your house trying clothes on. Like, you are man enough to handle, I mean, you are in a a woman's world, right? Yeah, I feel very in touch. (laughs) I mean, I feel feel like I'm very in touch here. Like, there's days in my house I feel like I'm going to start my period at any moment. (laughs) Like, like, we're synced up. Here we go. This is... Another clip we got to cut. This is... No, we don't. We're not getting this stuff. Um... But I no, think, but here I think and this will inspire you and all the, okay. the just the few men that are listening out here. <laughs> Listen, I I will just tell you right now. You want to know what women want? You can just forget about that right now. That is not going to happen for you because I work with I've worked with them for fifteen years. I married the m- most beautiful woman on the planet and had four daughters, and I work in women's clothing. I still know Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's that's really where we are. But I but I I'm certainly in touch. If you need to get uh, if you need some clothing, you need to get dressed. Yeah, I got that all the time. They were like, hmm, I just really love working with that guy at the <laughs> store. When I had to work at the store, because we're we're twins, we're gonna have to go. You're, are you right. gonna work with them? Am I okay? I'll go work the shift. They would come in. And they're like, oh, that guy, that guy. I'm not I'm not really sure about <laughs> that guy, but I just love that he dresses because he just feels like he's really in touch. Look, <laughs> we'll get you dressed. We'll get you dressed right, but. Bridges taking all the precaution for that. But yeah. Um, I w- and you I- mentioned like working with your husband. And I just have to add this because I feel like Jason for sure doesn't give himself enough credit because, yeah, it started with an idea that I had and the designing. And I love that part of it. But as far as that's just one aspect of what we do. And that's why I think two people think, oh, this will be so fun. It'll be so easy because that is the fun part. That is the part that you love. But when you run a business, there's a million other things that you have to do that aren't fun, that you don't love to do, that have to be done. Well, not to mention everything personally that's going on. People forget that. Yeah. Like you have to keep a marriage going and kids, you got to raise kids and, and you know, dealing with the stores closing, dealing with the frustrations of in vitro. I mean, people don't, there's a lot of hard things in business. There's a lot of hurdles to overcome to start a business, but you got to handle normal life at the same time. Right. 
And I feel like, so we work so well together because we're just talented in different ways and we don't butt heads a lot, but I mean, it's still really hard, you know? And I feel like for sure having communication, because I've met a lot of people that they do, they, they are starting to run a company with their spouse and they're always like, I don't know how you guys do it. How do you do it? And we're always like, don't forget to date each other, go on dates. And when you go on dates, you do not talk about business. It does not get brought up. But, um, I was saying before, I'll go back. Like he doesn't give himself enough credit because for me, I think one of the biggest things is he for sure believed in me before I believed in me and having those people, those cheerleaders on your side, because there's no way I could do what I do without him. Um, and there are times that I have wanted to throw in the towel so many times and I would have, and he's like, no, you can't, you know? So finding those people in your life when you're in hard things or you're running a business or you want to give up the ones that will cheer you on when you want to throw in the towel. And I feel like it's for sure successful because of him, because I, I would have gave up a long time ago. Well, she's sweet to say that, but I'll just tell you bridge was destined for this from, it was, it was written like it was in the stars for this girl. And we, we adopted something a long time ago. Maybe even talked about it the night we met was you are who you hang around, right? You are exactly who you hang around. Your income is the average of your five closest friends, right? Your parents, you know this, your kids, or they start hanging out with people, you know, you know, people, they, they don't swear, but they start hanging out with people that swear. And before you know it, boom, or they don't, they don't drink. Oh, what mother jumper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I heard you. That that hit a button. You can be. No, it it's okay. Just button. get inspired. You Let's know go. what hit a button was the friends. I've never heard that friends thing. Like you are the inco- you know average oh, income. Of I've that. never heard that before. Yeah, your income is an average five. of your five, five closest, closest friends. friends. The second I heard that, I was Sweet. like, I need I new friends. friends. Are all richer than me. Oh, well, then you're so good. yeah, things are yeah. We're on you're the on the, you're already sorry. successful. You're it's already done. You don't have to go to work. But we we've noticed that in I mean those principles they govern just who we are. And like she said, yes, working together is it's, it can be totally tough and like, it's not perfect. Those of you who follow us, you know that, but it's, it's not perfect. And there's times we want to headbutt each other. I mean, I'd let her go first. Sure. But we, we have a rule. We have a rule in our marriage and it happens on our anniversary. What do we do? Every year we decide if we're going to stay together for another year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you want the secret? I'm going to give it to but all he y'all. He always does it in front of the waiter at a restaurant. Well, can we do like, it now on the podcast, We're deciding please? right now. So here's Just the thing. Just stay right there. We're deciding. Yeah. If we're going to stay. And they're always like, this is so awkward. Oh, yeah. We're out, oh, yeah, we're out to dinner. Can I take your... Hold on. Just one second. Do you guys know where are we're going, going to dinner sta- tonight? Are we going to stay together? And we'll ask. And this is your one chance. You. This is your window. You want to get out? Now's a chance. Otherwise, we lock in for another year. Uh, she wants to go month to month. I'm not going to let her do it. She's got to stay on. The, it's, it's a full year release. Yeah, once you it's decide, one year renewal. You're in it right. for a whole year. Nothing's a one year contract. That's that's compromise right there. Month to month's too short. That's easy to cancel. So something I've noticed with the husband and wife scenario is just like how good the relationship is. I mean, I guess that's what it has to be. But I mean, you can tell you guys have your ups and downs, but a good relationship. There's awesome chemistry between you two, yeah. which is really cool to see. I want to change a little bit though, because it's something I always like to talk about because it's always on the front of my mind. How are, and I kind of have an answer thanks to my wife, but how do you guys transfer kind of this entrepreneur work hard grind spirit mindset to your kids? Like, how are you guys helping them? 
to kind of develop that muscle, if you will. Do you want me to start? Sure. Um, it's actually something I'm pretty passionate about because um, we did grow up very different and I'm very old school that way um, because I grew up in a family where it's like you are going to work hard and you're going to work for what you want and you're not going to stop until you get it. And, and it's because back then if you stopped, you literally wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. It's not like this. That's right. I'm going to make you work hard. Just kidding. Oh, I'm just still going to give it to you. Here's right? a trophy. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and I feel like too, and, and I think it's because I grew up in Iowa. I know it's not, but I just think Iowa's was fantastic. You're almost like a Texan with the Iowa. You know, <laughs> Texans are just like obnoxiously proud about their state. I am so proud of but that. I, I wouldn't I say, say obnoxious. I'd say extremely obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> you start talking about meat and corn and is yeah, this, don't get wrestling? Me started. Is this wrestling? I got Come this on. corn. I got this corn at the, like, babe, it's organic. It's not Iowa corn. I know. <laughs> My gosh. And this meat, ugh, what they do? Ugh. I just think, well, so... You know, my dad was, he grew up on a farm and just people back then, they just worked hard. And, um, I feel like that is one thing that I am so glad that he instilled in us and things weren't given to us and they weren't easy. Even when I feel like they could have given us things and I was mad that they didn't, where I'm like, why you can, you know? And now I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad he didn't because the lessons that I learned from that for sure. Um, so I, and we're totally on the same page about this, but I don't like to give things to my kids. I want them to work for it. I want them to learn the value of money. I also want, like for us, we talk about money in front of our kids. I know for some people that's like taboo. Like you don't talk about money. You don't talk about finances. Um, we do it all the time Absolutely. and probably it's so healthy, probably not to doing a it fault school. because, no. well, this is kind of funny. Cause I thought, Oh, is this too much? Too like bad. I'm like ruining my kids. Cause a couple of years ago, Kira wanted a new pair of Converse and, um, she already had Converse. And so I was like, Oh yeah, well, you know, you have to earn the money. They're like 40 bucks, whatever they were. I don't even know. And they were talking about it in the car on the way home from school. And Kira said to her friends, yeah, we just, I can't get those right now. can't afford it. Don't have the money, like $40 pair of shoes, you know? And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, everyone's going to be like the poor chamois can't buy their kids <laughs> shoes for school. But then I was like proud because I was like, she understands the value of money and it wasn't a need and it was just a want, you know? And so our kids do, they go into the warehouse and they work and they earn things and they, we went to Disneyland, um, my first time ever to Disneyland. I what? will add, wow. I know, That's I know. Awesome. How do you feel about Disneyland? They're not listening. I'm going to okay. lose so you many better be fans careful. right you now. You better be careful. <laughs> Okay, she prefers the beach. Let's move on. I do. I prefer the beach. But, and the kids were little. And we. When they, did you go to Disneyland, though? Sorry, how long ago was this? We went. Or like, what time of the year was it? Okay, don't. Oh, no, we did the wrong. Spring break. Yeah, Listen. Did. Okay. It okay. Was we did. So you got to give it another shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we had another kid. So, <laughs> Disneyland, you get one more. Yeah, but we made our kids earn. We'd play for the flight, but they had to earn for their ticket and That's they were awesome. like pulling weeds. They were going over to granny's house and sweeping and jobs like that. And they have chore charts. And like for us, we don't, our kids don't get allowance. Like you help around the house. So you're a part of the family. We work as a team and that's just the way it is. I'm not paying you to live here, to live here. Yeah. Like I already got to pay for enough stuff. You're not getting allowances dumb. Yeah. You got to make, you got to make them work for it. And when they earn it, 
for real, like when they do help me at work in the warehouse, I love that they get paid and see that money because that puts value on it for them, you know? And they're funny because because of that, they're tight with their money. Like when my kids ask for something, they, they ask for stuff all the time. Kids do. But when I say, do you want to pay for it? Nope. They don't want it as bad because they right. realize it changes. Yeah, it totally changes. And when they understand that and how hard you have to work to earn it, like how bad do you really want that? And that's how we know how bad they want things. Like if you have to pay for half your dance camp, do you want to go? No, I don't. Well, then you don't want to go that bad. Right. So and when they are willing to pay for it, we're like, OK, they really want this all. You pay for part and we'll figure out a way to pay for the other half. And it's not about not being able to afford things. No, right? no, not at all. It's the lessons that they learn that are invaluable that I feel like kids aren't learning these days. So, certainly- what did Gary Vee say? He said the best thing you can do for your kids is say no. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, mean, yeah, we feel brilliant. like that. We, that. That's one of our biggest secrets. And, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, your kids are really well behaved. Well, that's because we hit them. <laughs> First of all. But we, I mean, we live geez. in an area where the social class is right from the middle class all the way up to bazillionaires like just out of control like we'll go over to the junior higher we'll go to the high school and we'll see car like cars that should not be driven by successful businessmen right businesswomen just if you have money to burn our kids are pulling into the parking lot in these cars and yeah, we're it's insane and, and we just we lose our minds on this thing up there huh but it's not be it's not just because they it's not because okay you're driving the car and whatever it's as parents, we do them a huge disservice huge. to rob them of that moment. Because I remember the first time we went in, we signed on the loan, we bought our own house. Like we we did it shaking. I again, I tinkled just a little and <laughs> was like, okay, this. He does that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it might have something to do with the infertility. I maybe there's something wrong with the pipes. I got to figure something out. So if but, depends is listening, but that mo- uh, <laughs> not sponsored, not yeah. sponsored. Hashtag <laughs> at Mr. Modest Shopping. Okay, call me later. So, but we signed on the dotted line, like we locked it, we got a loan, this is our house. Like the moment that we did that and felt the weight of it and there was such pride in that, we're adulting now, babe. I mean, like for real, and that some people will rob their kids of that on whatever scale you want it to be. Don't, don't steal that from them to go out and become a beautiful, you know, a beautiful citizen. Somebody that can go out and be like, man, I, I bought my own car. I'm like, I, I, yeah, I bought a phone or I bought this, but I had to cry for it i had to work for it not just oh well you turned 14 so you deserve it well and there's like, just something to be said about when you do work for something and you earn it like nothing can replace that 100 and i i mean along those lines too i remember when we bought our first boat we went we found this old boat oh yeah we're dropping we're, we're not on a boat listen <laughs> listen to this story about our awesome boat go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well i just the day was so cool because all the trials, all the hardship, the late nights, the sleepless nights, everything to build this business, right? And just to make ends meet. And we were both water people. I grew up on a lake. We love to boat, but we can't afford a boat, but we want a boat, you right. know? We want, do we just want to grow up and be lake trash? That's why <laughs> this boat story, like we have a boat, like let me tell you about this boat. But we did. We found this old boat <laughs> that this guy was selling, and it was. It was ten grand, ten thousand dollars, and I will never forget. Like 
driving that boat home, we both kept turning around in the rearview mirror, like looking at the boat. Yeah, we're still like, following it's us. still there. You guys, this is the cool, like we were so proud and so excited because we're like, we've worked so hard for this and we've earned this, you know, it wasn't the best of the best and it wasn't the brand new boat, but that wasn't the point, you know, right. it was that we just worked for something and were able to do it and just the excitement. And you can't replace that with the kids. You really can't. Now, do they do bath bombs? They do bath bombs. Right? Yeah. Now, is that something that they've just done on their own? Or how did that come to be? Because Jenna had to remind me about that. They've been used many a times at our house. She's like, those are my favorite ones that I've ever gotten. Yes. So my kids, um, they used to just make potions all the time, mess around with potions. And um, they started in the shower mixing stuff, making bath bombs. And so I was like, oh, I'll help you. We can make, we'll make a legit bath bomb. I'll help you. So I helped him with a recipe for the bath bombs. They started making the bath bombs. And of course, then it was instantly lemonade stand. We got to sell these. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, you know. And they started selling them. And I posted about them on my, just my personal Facebook, not my business. And it was over Christmas. So I'm like, oh, good stocking stuffers, whatever. I thought, oh, this will be so fun. They'll get like 10 orders, you know. Whoops. (laughs) Whoops. <laughs> they sold like 500 bath bombs. But you no, know, it was almost bad because my kids were like, I kid you not. Mom, we got to drop out of school. We have yeah, too yeah. many orders. I can't go to school today. I'm I have to stay home and work. Like, oh my gosh. And she's like, oh my gosh, they can't do that. I'm like, you're probably right. Let's go. Let's <laughs> drop them. If the state doesn't make you go to, <laughs> if it won't come arrest me for not sending us, this is, this is the path. No, like, every this, morning, let's go. Let's roll. Every morning it was, I've got these orders, mom. I can't go to school. I got to work. And I thought, oh boy, we've Here created we a monster. <laughs> yeah. But it's been so fun. So they did that. They do bath bombs. Kira will go to the shows like what a woman wants or just some of these little expos they'll call and she'll do a bath bomb booth and I'll take her and set her up. But the girl can sell. How old is she? So, cool. so she, she turned 14 Holy this week. Holy crap. So. That's so oh, yeah. awesome. It's amazing. Oh, no. She's like. That is so awesome. She's like, I have five and they're $5 each, but you can get, uh, you can get five for 20 or something wow. like that. Get, yeah. Know. It's four or five for 20. And she <laughs> just, everybody that goes by and Jace was like, I'm never worried. Like the girl can sell. We're not worried about her. <laughs> oh yeah. That's but huge. it's so fun to see. So yeah, they have a little bath, bath bomb business. Um, and they did that for a while. So. Oh yeah, you want to teach your kids. I, the best thing you can do for your kids, for real. At any, it's it's for sure learn to sell. Right. Or you're a teenager, learn to sell. Sales is what makes the world go round, and that doesn't mean sleazy salesmen lie about it, steal cheap, whatever. This is, you need to learn people, it's learn just people. Little things. Just that you can express or share about something in a way that is that shows its benefits, right? Don't sell something to somebody that they don't want. No, but you show that learn to sell and you will always be fine. I and mean, there yeah. should be classes for that. That's what it should be. Just drop out of drop out of college right now and go learn to sell. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't go, listen to him. Right. Listen to <laughs> drop out of college I agree and, with you. and go knock doors. If you're not doctor lawyer, <laughs> that's right. Oh, it's true. Drop I mean, out. even with the kids, like, was it Susan? She's like, I, even just making them order their own food, like get them used to telling people, yeah, talking Susan to people Peterson telling them that. what oh, they want. Instead of this, you can't, I can't order right. my McDonald's just to click on my phone. Yeah. That's another thing. Exactly. Our kids don't have social media. We don't do social media. We don't do video games. We don't do any of that. Um, okay, we, that's interesting because like your business is built around social yep, media. It is. That's, right. that's really interesting. And yeah. we've, I've talked about this media. a little bit. And do, that, they, do they fight that? They don't. Not yet. It's, 
Yeah. Not yet. But so you know what? We'll I think see. when you're open with communication as to why. Right. And we probably share way too much with our kids that they don't what do crave you mean? that. Well, I don't know. There's really no. This is a safe place. Just <laughs> let, it safe place. let it fly. Let it fly. There's not a lot of boundaries. We talk to our kids about a lot where I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know that I would tell my kids that. But I feel like when you communicate with your kids about these things and they know, I just feel like you're just arming them. Right. For and sure. My wife and I have this discussion all the time because I'm pretty open book and we'll watch like a PG-13 movie. You know, my kids are nine and I've got four kids, but the two I'll watch the PG-13 with are nine and 11. You know, bad word will drop and it's like, well, we just talk about it. Like, listen, they said it in the movie, but it doesn't mean that you should say it. Yeah. She's like, that makes no sense. I'm like, I think it kind of does because I'm treating them. You know, like well, adults almost in a sense, well, like, hey, I know you can handle this. And just because yeah. you see it doesn't mean you're going to say it. And they respect you for and that. They I do. Think. They appreciate you being yeah. open and communicating with them and then treating them almost as if they're equals in a sense. It just makes them feel important and valued. Oh, and, for sure. And they listen. And so it, sheltering your kids isn't going to, I think sheltering. Almost it's makes it worse as they yeah, get older. I like want to be the one to expose my kids to everything. So yeah, I yeah. so you can talk control the it. environment yes. a little bit more. For sure. Yeah, you know? So we watched the Chappelle show last. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and like Jay <laughs> says, my favorite family. <laughs> oh, but, well, maybe not. Okay. Like Jay says, they're gonna hear it and see it. Yes, they are. Other places. One hundred percent. You might as well just talk to them about it. Oh, tell them. Cool. Guys, and I don't know. It, cover your kids' ears. Just cover them up. Ready? Three, two. I mean, we had the sex talk with our oldest. And then we had the Santa Claus talk. Right. That is true. We and had that's the sex a sad talk world, before right? That. That's a sad world. We had it before. But it's reality. It it's is. their reality oh, now. And yeah, that's yeah. the thing with social. And it's not that I don't trust my kids <laughs> to be on social. but And this is something that I've read a lot about. But their brains aren't fully developed. 100%. You are just tossing them in to... And, you know, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He um, he doesn't deserve a plug. Let's just <laughs> just go, baby. Go. He does. He did actually a podcast, and he's like, "Would you drop your young kid off downtown New York City late at night, like where they're exposed to anything and everything, you know?" And that's really what social is. And that's the thing. There is so much good, but there's bad too. And when your brains aren't developed, and heck, I see this in grown women where they aren't willing to do the hard thing, even if they know this triggers them, like you know what, looking at these social pa- social pages, they trigger me. I feel like crap about myself. I feel like I'm not good enough. I It makes me feel depressed. It makes me hate who I am. Block. And I'm like, that's when you need to realize those aren't the people I should be following. <laughs> you right. know, I don't feel good about, but they don't do that, right? They, they continue don't. to feed into it. And that's just like kids. I feel like you have to train them and teach them to really follow the direction. Like, are those friends, do they make you feel good? Do you feel good when you do this with them? Do you feel good when you're reading this or when you're looking at these? And I just feel like it's, that's a whole nother. We have so many podcasts we have to come into. You're coming back like three more times. Well, and I think middle school, (laughs) middle school is like the wild, wild west. That's when kids are the just nastiest. So why give them a keyboard too? Oh, there's no doubt about it. It's like, it's like once my kids are in high school, they can have social media. I mean, I'm going to try to hold the phone off until... 13 14 if i can and yeah even then it'll be a flip phone right and that's and so, what we started with right well you're playing chess with your kids like don't let them trigger you don't let them get you all in a in a like 
You're playing chess with a 13-year-old person. Give right. them just enough that they're like, yeah, you know what? You do respect me, and you do trust me, and you show me that. And right. I'll, I'll set the boundaries, and you're in charge. If you mess this up, then we're going to talk about it again. But here's what you're going to run into. Here's what is happening. I mean, hiding from any of that, trust me, your kids, they know more than you do about what's going on. 100%. If they If they go to junior high, they, they will sh- teach you things that you'll be like, what in the world <laughs> is going on? That's why I like having college employees, college age employees, because I hear stuff once a week. I'm just like, wait, what? What? What did you just but say? Oh, yeah. You learn all the things. Yeah. So I'm like, you guys are such idiots. But like being open and talking about <laughs> Or you're it. like, baby, I just heard about this. I'm coming home. We got something to try. <laughs> but what it does is it also makes your house the house where kids want to come to. That's right. You know what I mean? Because they know it's a safe place. They know they can talk about it, you know, which is my end goal at the end of the day when my kids get old enough is I want to be the house where everyone feels comfortable hanging out. Yep. And you you want to be the person your kids go to when they have a question, no matter how awkward it may be. It's like, I feel safe enough with my parents to ask those questions. Well, we've already started to experience that. Like, for example, one of Kira's friends was like, she was talking to me in the car and her friend was in the car. And later her friend was like, you tell your mom everything. I can't <laughs> believe you told you, you know, and Kira came to me and said, mom, is that weird that I talked to you about all this stuff? Because they don't. And I'm like, no, I love that you talked to me. But also as a parent, that is where it's hard with the boundaries where it's like, when they do talk to you about stuff, you know, do you get mad and are they in trouble when they share things they shouldn't have done versus not because you want them to continue to tell you things, you right. know, and that's the thing where I'm still trying to figure out. I think like, there's a balance there. Totally. I think there's a yeah. balance. Like, well, this is chess again with your right. own kid. Yeah. Th- and finding that balance with them, you got to learn your kids. Like and so much of it is how you react when it first is said. Oh, totally. Like, it's like you're, you're right. It's like, Hey, I love that you short shared it with me, but that's not okay. Go to your room so. for the rest of your life. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Never, never tell me that stuff again. Never, never. Right. But along with that, like regardless of the crap on social and things like that, it is just social skills mm-hmm. from not having the phone. I mean, that's one of the number one problems with young people is they can't communicate. They don't know how. They don't know 100%. how to have conversations. And also go be a kid. Go outside. Have fun. Play. Right. Go jump on the trampoline. You have the you rest of your life to worry about. You on your phone playing. Yep. Yeah games and going yeah. to work and do tiktoks i signed up for that tiktok the that other is. day and i already had to erase it oh my gosh just i just so followed you <laughs> <laughs> one of my daughter's friends who's our neighbor i just saw she started following i i didn't post i haven't posted oh yeah that's there. a problem let's just move along there were six no she's like nine but there oh, no, were then literally that's an extreme problem hundred <laughs> lip syncing videos and i, I catch my daughter and like 30 of them and i'm like so you're just hanging out with your friends doing tiktok videos hmm. i'm like uh-uh no more she's like you saw that i'm like i see everything <laughs> i see everything and so but it, it is it's crazy because the amount i think her account had been open for two weeks and when i say 600 i don't know that i'm exaggerating I yeah mean, the, the amount, amount of, time of time spent it's nuts yeah it's a mind mm-hmm. blow and so i'm like this is exactly why you don't have a phone with social media on it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little nuts. Speed round, speed round questions. Seriously, <laughs> you got them. Last one. Oh. What do you, What are you excited about with the business? Like what What's coming? That makes you excited. What are you working on? Oh, you want all my secrets? That's yeah, what we you always want. get them. All my secrets. We always get them. <laughs> I was waiting for the big and tall. <laughs> I was waiting for uh, "Sexy Modest" by Jason. <laughs> uh, the men version. 
it's just a straight speedo line. <laughs> and I'm just like, watch this with a skirt. You'll love it. You're going to love everything. You I'm guys know about. we have a lot of exciting things coming right now. There's a lot of cool things. And we didn't even barely, we barely touched on Costco at all. But um, if you go to Costco.com, we're on the Costco.com's main page right now. Are you really? Whoa. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And that's all this guy. He has been working so hard on all of that on Costco. You know what's awesome about Bridge, though, as I'm sitting here listening to her? She plays by the 24-hour bragging rule, right? <laughs> like, it's just, this is what was awesome, this is what we're doing, and then tomorrow, we start over. She's not like, oh, my glory days, oh, man, back when I played for the Y when they could win. Uh, I used to, no, like, oh, I, I won homecoming queen. Get all that out of there. You're done. What'd you do last week? What'd you do yesterday? You did right. something awesome and you want to share about it? Great. You got 24 hours and we'll, we'll cheer you on and good, but right back to, right back to the grind. Like she is right back in it. And it's almost, it's built in like you were noticing even earlier today. It's built into who she is. Like right. she wants to give our kids the childhood that it is a magical childhood but it's mixed with all the things that it should be so that someday they don't live in our basement that's what that's i was going to say after. earlier the more you say yes the longer they'll live in your basement yeah, yeah. and you know what you're out like she's like oh maybe i'll stand no, eight you're gone you, you get to call get out because i want to know that you're going to start to learn all those things because this is our job right this second we have th this time right now to teach you everything then you get to choose Right. And I just want you to be happy and here's what will not make you happy and here's what will make you happy. But guess what? I trust you because soon I can't, I mean, I can't see you right now for eight hours a day. You can be doing whatever you want to. Well, it's crazy. They say by the time your kids are 18, you've spent 96% of your time with them. So it's like, there see, I go. feel, I feel great about that for two of my kids. The other two, I'd like a little more <laughs> like those, the, if I've spent that much with them, that, that. <laughs> but no, it's true. I mean, well, we, when you ask us what we're excited about, I think personally we're we've moved into a place where we've spent concentrated effort. We have concentrated effort on just us right now, on just us, and like the date night thing. Yeah, just the date night, or and we're spouses that work together, like work together almost at the hip all the time. Like we are in the same room together. We work together all day long. We close the we close the computers or we close where we're at and we close the meeting. We're together all the time. And, um, I think it's been one of our favorite things about working together because we love each other. We have people tell us sometimes that they're like, I would murder. Oh, I would yeah, just it, it murder would my spouse. For me. I, I would just my murder, wife would murder me. <laughs> but we, uh, I think learning that part of who we are, right? what her personality is, what mine is, being able to talk to each other and keep that communication open and then spending the time on the relationship. That's going to be key for it to go the distance without ending up on true crime daily. And I think whether you run a business together or you don't, it's the same rules apply. Yeah. Blocking out the time for the things that are important because, and I just had this conversation with a friend the other day, because if you let life run you, it will, right. especially with kids and activities and just everything they have going on. And like we talked about, like at what cost, right? So you've got to block it out. You've got to put the time into the relationships and the things that really, truly matter. Like, yes, I love that my kids are involved. I think sports teaches kids so many things, right? So valuable, but at the same time, not over the cost of no family time, right. getting behind in their schoolwork and the things that, and their time, just like things that 
at the end of the day, really are the most important things. And 100%. so, well, and as we work with our kids and even on our family, I think this goes back to a little bit of the parenting thing. Uh, I had this experience even when I was younger, but I watched somebody who the kids were mouthing off Disney Disney Channel style to the parents. Right, Disney Channel style. They were just mouthing Disney off to them. Is the worst. And I watched. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, it is. And I watched the I watched the dad say something very profound that I'm trying to make sure my kids see as well. One of the dads said, "Right to the kid, don't talk to my wife like that." And it, it immediately it wasn't in my family, but it was just something that struck me as this is exactly right. Kids, they got to know where they stand. They got to see me make sure. I protect the missus. They, they're going to watch me kiss her. They're going to they're gonna watch it. I don't care how gross they think it is. I'll take it to the next level. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just telling you. <laughs> the, the kids need to see the relationship go through the pieces that prepare them for real life, not just, okay, uh, oh, now you're dating. Now you've got to, you're going to get married. Everything's going to just be fine and dandy. Like, <laughs> no, not everybody gets a trophy. Right. The biggest secret to everything we do is it's not easy. Nothing's going to go according to plan. You can count on that and go to work. You are going to go to work and you're going to go to work every day and it's going to be hard. And everything you've done, just like you were saying at the beginning, everything you've done in your life that you've accomplished or that you're proud of, was it easy? Of course not. That's why you're proud of it. Right. Well, a better way to end than that right there. There we go. Drop the mic. Turn I mean, it off. We're good to go. Click. I mean, I think we got to start with happy anniversary. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's an amazing you. accomplishment. I hope that she stays with you for another year. I'm going to find out in just a few short hours. So you know what? Say. And we're going to announce it on Instagram. Yeah. So at Mr. Mata Shopping. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be there at Mata Shopping. You'll want to follow for this. This is going to be good. If you're not following... Actually, After yesterday, I really got to think about it. I need till tonight <laughs> to answer. Oh, man. I wish she was kidding. I wish she was kidding. I got to do this podcast. And I'm going to kill you. Okay. No, but thank you guys for coming Thanks, on. Guys. This is going to be a really fun one to listen back to. I think we covered a lot of really cool things. And that's what we want. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. I mean, it's not just about oh, so the fun. biz and Was the it the longest podcast ever? Not, I mean, it's, yeah. it's yep. there. Oh, yeah. oh he said okay. yes. Oh, and he's labeling it windbags right now. Look at this. <laughs> well, Sexy, modest windbags. Look at this. But I mean, oh. it's like having two guests, right? I mean, yeah. you, you expect it to be a little bit longer and you want it to be because you want to give, I mean, you guys are both equal parts of, of you know, sexy, modest, modest shopping. It's, it's, you're, you both play a big role in it and you're both parents together and your husband and wife. So there's two sides to this whole entire story. So, you know, it's got to be a little bit longer. Well, let us thank you and uh, your crew that you've got here for sure. Uh, and, and if you're listening to this, ye, these guys are providing some great value. Like this was completely different than I thought it was going to be in a way better way. <laughs> so if you, uh, if you get value from these guys, which I know you are and I know you will, uh, tell somebody. Next time that conversation comes up, tell somebody that, you know what? I've been following these guys, and I uh, there's a lot of rambling. They bring on some guests that are just, ha, ha, ha. But I get the nuggets. <laughs> but I get nuggets that help make your life better. If that's true, don't send these guys money. That, that He'll just blow it. It's not good. That's true. But tell a friend. Tell 100%. somebody to, so that we can continue to build the community. Because what you guys are doing here, it's worth people's attention. And I appreciate you guys having us on. Well, thank you. That was very nice of you. Appreciate that. All right. And tune in Thanks next for time. coming on. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks, Thanks again. Thanks.